Yeah. We rag on my dad, but he has been an early listener and, like, and a very strong supporter. supporter. So yeah. we love you, Dad. Not a, not a five star supporter. But <laughs> no, we still love supporter. you. Yeah. No, he's great. Just it's not I'm unconditional. Watching the <laughs> iTunes reviews, which also review rate and review us on iTunes, and uh, it seems like. I don't know what the like sorting method is, but I'm afraid that he's going to be at the top forever because no, he was I our first it. review. You mean oh. because he's a four star? No, because he was the first one. Oh, so I mean, but you're afraid that he'll be at the top because it's hey four everybody. Star. No, because it, it's like it's first. It's going to be and it will never be not first forever. Oh. But I'm afraid because he's we'll have a us. thousand five stars and he will be the one four star at top. <laughs> Let's see if we can bury him. Hey, everybody, it's a challenge. Guys, Go rate and review us on iTunes. You guys, when Randy Quaid rejoins the internet, he's going to give us a one-star <laughs> review. And if this podcast episode comes out before that podcast episode, the Christmas episode, you, you'll Get ready know. for it. Time Get is ready. a flat circle. I love call-ahead jokes in podcasts that record out of order <laughs> to things that the audience doesn't know about yet. This is going to be great. Comedy gold. Make Mailbag. Mailbag. Three fine folks discuss fictional finance. Make Mailbag. All right. Anyway, this is Make Believe Mailbag. Go on, Dan. Do the tagline. Yeah, okay. Yeah, go on. So, so we see is it. <laughs> <laughs> this is us talking about people, talking about us, talking about finances in fantasy worlds and the fictional situations they would cause. Get out of my house. <laughs> I win, Liz. Uh, I win. You do. Um, so this, this mailbag, we're going to talk about um, my favorite thing that I've been waiting for, uh, salt facts. Yeah, so... Uh, from our Stranger Things episode, right? We talked a lot about salt. We thought we knew a lot about salt. I pretended to know a lot about salt. People got at us about salt. We People know, know about nothing. salt. Oh, yeah. I feel like I was pretty transparent that I knew very little about salt. <laughs> yeah, I think through all of this, you've been the most humble. That doesn't That's shock not We're assholes. <laughs> Damon's not. <laughs> He's right. Um. So well, we have a couple... Uh, Three really good emails about salt that I am so excited to read. Um, first off, uh, Dan, your lovely sister-in-law, Emily, um, she is a chef. Yes. So she is a pastry chef right now, but she's gone through culinary school. She is a professionally trained chef. So That's what awesome. up, Emily? It's so cool. Um, she sent us a whole bunch of facts about Fleur de Sel, and I'm just going to go ahead and read her email. Um, it's uh, a little long, but it's very interesting. Okay. Fun facts about Fleur de Sel. The reason why it's so expensive is because it is a low-yield, hand-harvested product. The process can be exceptionally delicate. First, salt water is drawn into shallow salt pans and is allowed to sit out in the sun. As the sun heats and evaporates the water, the salt begins to crystallize out. Most salt will precipitate out and sink to the bottom of the pan. This becomes normal table salt. However, a very small portion of the salt forms a thin crust on the surface of the water, this will become fleur de sel. It must be gently hand-raked out of the pans and allowed to dry further. Traditionally, only women did this. Delicate process, the more delicate sex. The yield of fleur de sel per salt marsh is approximately 1 kilogram, or 2.2 pounds, per day. Fleur de sel is also higher in moisture than standard salt, 10% instead of 0.5%. It's slightly sticky and also contains a mixture of other minerals drawn from the marsh, giving it a signature taste depending on the origin. 
Fleur de sel is never dissolved in cooking, way too expensive to toss it in a soup pot and never appreciate that nuanced flavor. Instead, it's a finishing salt added to a dish after cooking to enhance the flavor upon eating. Because of the higher moisture content, it dissolves more slowly in the mouth and is a saltier tasting salt. And then she added a couple more salt facts down here. Um, ancient Chinese nobility would kill themselves by eating a pound of salt. That sounds horrible. <laughs> not the way I'd want to go. I would not want to go that way. And the world record for highest blood sodium concentration without death or permanent brain damage, which, why do you know that, was achieved <laughs> by a guy who drank a quart of soy sauce as a dare. Oh, that does sound... <laughs> I think I'd rather die. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing that amazes me about that. It has, it's good salt because it's watery salt. Yeah. It has it's 20 times salt. the amount of water. If you think about it, 0.5 versus 10% is 20 times the amount of water, and that makes it better salt. Right? What? Which would otherwise make it worse salt. Right? <laughs> For all the other purposes of salt. Which means, going back to our episode, you have to think if it's that watery, <clears throat> it probably can't, like... It wouldn't... It wouldn't be the negative like twenty on the road salt, right? Like that that stuff probably can't dissolve really anything. I think we came down on the side that they weren't using that in the Yeah, I think that's a fair <laughs> assumption. We do the have kitty more, pool. We have salt Oh yeah, facts no, we'll keep going on salt too. facts. Okay. Um, Emily has a couple more salt facts. Oh shit. Sorry. She Emily. says, uh, these are two road salt facts. Polk County, Wisconsin has used cheese brine to de-ice roads since 2009 more effectively than rock salt. Well, yeah. Have you never seen me licking the streets in Wisconsin? That's gross, Dan. Don't do that. You're going to get pink It's eye. cheese brine. <laughs> <laughs> cheese brine? You drink the like water out it of It had your the beer. word cheese in it, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she says, many cities in Canada are now using a beet juice and salt mixture on their roads. That sounds like it would look like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> to keep them from freezing over. The beet juice prevents roads from icing over in temperatures up to negative 25 degrees Celsius, uh, which is like, it's close it's to the It's close. Same. On the yeah. negative side, she it's close. She hit negative 40, and that's where we match up yeah. in Fahrenheit. Yeah. Um, but it makes it more effective than just using salt brine. A beet juice mixture is also less, less toxic to the environment. And she says, I love listening. So glad y'all are doing this. So actually, I think beet juice is what they use at Northwestern too, because they use like a purple salt, and I think oh, part yeah. of that—I oh, yeah. think part of it is branding. I think they color it purple, but I think mm-hmm. part of that might actually be beet juice as well. Yeah, like well, because I know that a lot of be purple. a lot of like less, probably less sustainable ones I know uh, get colored blue because there's uh, like whatever the base chemical of antifreeze is in it oh, yeah. as well. Um, you see that a lot for like the stuff you put like that a business would have for yeah, like, the their really walkway stuff. Yeah. Okay. I um, know we, so thank you, Emily. Yeah, That's that phenomenal, great. but just wait, there's more salt facts. Oh yeah. Um, do we want to do, since we've been talking about like chemical makeups of salt, yeah, do we want to go Megan's to Megan's first. next? Yeah. Um, Dan's lovely wife, Megan. My wife. Um, she's a scientist who's so cool. Um, she sent us an email about, uh, salt itself. And I love, I love these salt facts, guys. Keep them coming. Liz is so excited. I really love this. Um, she says, a salt is a chemical compound that forms a crystalline structure. Specifically, it's when you mix an acid and a base and the hydrogen from the acid is replaced by a metal or a cation, like sodium, magnesium, etc. Cashews. Cashews. It's replaced by cashews. I'm allergic. (laughs) Um, Table salt is sodium chloride, NaCl, and it is iodized to prevent iodine deficiency, i.e. a very easy solution to a preventable disease that would otherwise cause developmental disabilities. That's why we put fluoride in water, too. Just a very simple solution to a health problem. Teeth rot, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
The salt most commonly used to de-ice roads is, in fact, also NaCl. That being said, Epsom salt is totally different. It's magnesium sulfate, so none of the same chemical components as table salt. Magnesium sulfate, well, at least the magnesium bit, has been shown to bind to a specific pain receptor, NMDA, so you would perceive less pain. So the idea would be if your dogs were barking, you would soak them to dull your mind to the pain. However, when little old lady Liz soaks her feet in hot water with Epsom salt, she really wouldn't absorb that much magnesium into her body. While the skin is permeable, it's not really that permeable to salt. Good news. If it were, this really could throw off a lot of neurological signals and other stuff. The best thing it would do for you, functionally, other than psychosomatic pain relief, is exfoliate your stanky feet. (laughs) Megan, my feet aren't stanky. That is a good thing, though, because otherwise, like, you'd see the first person in history to be like, oh, it's an ocean, and they'd run into the ocean and then, like, immediately just burst into flames and die. <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm glad our skins oh aren't gosh. super permeable. The Dead Sea would be a horrible, like... It would be the Dead, the dead Sea. sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is so interesting. Megan, that was really cool. Thanks for emailing us. Well, that's why Moses parted the Red Sea, because he was actually super permeable. He's very as permeable. As a person. You know, and that's what makes for a good religious leader. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, we're going to cut that. <laughs> yeah, we'll cut, cut it. Out. We got more salt facts, though. Um, and one one last awesome email about salt facts um, from our friend Jen. Do you say it Lucy, Lucia? How do you? I, Lucia. I, I Lucia? say Jen Russ. No. Oh, that was her pre-married name. And yeah. like, she's a person. You know how you have those people that you say first and last name? She was always a first and last name person to me. Jen she Russ. was always Jen Russ. And so it's force of habit. It's not that like, I love Bobby. I'm glad they're happy together. But I can't I not say Jen boy. Russ. Yeah, yeah, they do have a beautiful baby boy. Anywho. Um, so it's Jen Russ. <laughs> <laughs> and she was generous, generous enough to give to us some salt facts. Oh, wonderful salt facts. Uh, and she just turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> and rightly so. Jen, you're lovely. Um, and you're a math teacher, which is really cool. So this is what she says. I'm not sure if this makes me a nerd, a dork, or a geek, but since I'm definitely a math teacher, the question of whether or not a mini pool could hold the required amount of salt intrigued me. Since all of you have decided to maintain a friendship with me, you get to hear the details. Make believe math. One ton of rock salt has an approximate... Jen, I will start that podcast with you. Yeah, we would listen to that. Anyway, Um, one ton of rock salt. One ton of rock salt has an approximate volume of 122.74 U.S. gallons. That means the Stranger Things kids would need a hair over 92 gallons for their tank. The closest currently mass-purchasable pool that I could find to what is used in the show is a 10-foot by 30 inch family pool the kind with an inflatable rim the height seems right based on the height of a middle schooler but i think the diameter is too large that could be a result of a camera angle though so we're going to assume that this is our best bet for pool size this pool has a 1018 gallon capacity so the salt could definitely fit in there the question now becomes if you could also fit enough water to dissolve the salt at room temperature it takes 100 grams of water to dissolve 35 grams of table salt A sensory deprivation setup would require the water to be as close to body temperature as possible. Boiling water can dissolve up to 40 grams of table salt, so I am only comfortable saying that we could dissolve 36 grams of table salt in our tank. Rock salt would need more water because it has a different composition and more impurities. Conversions. 92 gallons of rock salt would be, wow, okay, 348,257.88 grams of salt. 
Now you know my pain. Whenever I read really big numbers, big numbers to look at. <laughs> I am convinced I said it wrong afterwards. I'm just like, I said a lot of numbers. I hope it's right. Oh, God. And there's one more. And uh, 1,018 gallons of water would be 3,853,549.2 grams of water. Wow. I used a proportion to find out how much water would be needed to dissolve the amount of salt they used. I came up with 967,383 grams of water. It should be noted that this represents the best case scenario with table salt. However, 3.8 million grams far surpasses the minimum required amount of water that I found. So I'm pretty sure that the pool was big enough to fit both the salt and the water to dissolve it. Myth, plausible. Oh wait, different show. (laughs) And we will put all those emails in the in notes because I have approval from them to do so. Uh, we'll redact the last names or whatever. But yeah, yeah. So it's that's awesome. cool stuff. Yeah, she says she enjoys listening to us too. Oh, that's well, real nice. She's a nice lady. Yeah, this was great. These salt facts were awesome. People are way smarter than us. We've all come to that. <sighs> that's why we're right? sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's everybody's fair got their thing. My thing is just saying funny things that smarter people. <laughs> You're an excellent editor. You and Damon both. Thank you. Um, well, that has been a very enlightening and delightful mailbag. I had the best time. Um, uh, thank you. Yeah. We'll be back yeah. at you with keep emailing us and you'll get more mailbags. Yeah. We'll read you more more mails with smart stuff and some threats. Threats to my person. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a threat. Uh, JT, you're great. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Bye.